Hello designers. Today we are going to get into the Nurturing Yourself Body, Mind, Heart, Soul, and Spirit series. And today specifically we are talking about how to tune in to your body's language. So really getting in touch with the messages that your body is telling you and how to use those in order to achieve overall health and wellness and connection, balance, and joy. Stay tuned. Welcome to the podcast, Empowered by Design. I'm your host, Dr. Liz, a licensed psychologist and owner of Visionistas by Design Wellness Boutique in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. This podcast is about the power of connection and a proactive approach to mental health and overall wellness. It's about finding and owning your power right now and using it for good by nurturing the connection of body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. Empowered by Design podcast delivers psychological concepts and practical strategies with a real-life approach designed to empower health and wellness, optimal performance, authentic connection with yourself and others, and purposeful, joyful living. Be well. Live empowered. Dream Design Deliver. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Empowered by Design podcast. I am your host, Dr. Liz, and today we are going to be talking about how to tune in to your body's language. So we are going to be talking from all angles about how to use the messages, use the information from your body and nurturing your body along with the encouragement to nurture yourself from all different angles, body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. And today is the body. So when you think of psychology, you think of mental health, right? The first thing most people think of is the mind. And I was going to do the mind first, work on the mind, um, in this series and I just kept getting this this urge this just a feeling to start with the body when I talk about the body mind heart soul spirit it flows out of my mouth to talk about the body first and it's a little bit unexpected if you are not as familiar with overall health and wellness from a holistic perspective, it may be a little surprising to recognize just how important it is to pay attention to the body um, and its messages. So we're going to get into that today in this spirit of our series on designing and delivering the life of your dreams. Again, body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. 
And that, I have so much to talk about, (laughs) I can't wait. And before we do that, I wanna talk about a few other things that are so exciting. Um, Again, I wanna thank those of you who have responded to the survey that I asked for you to fill out in episode eight a couple of weeks ago. Um, when we celebrated and uh, did some evaluation of this podcast, it is so important to really be able to be intentional about pausing and reflecting on whatever it is you're working on in life or it's, or just life in general. Celebrations can be so exciting and help us feel energized and excited to keep going And also evaluating is really important. So I really do appreciate all of your um, responses to that survey for your feedback on things you want to see, things you're loving. And as I've said before, we have some exciting episodes coming up in addition to this Body, Mind, Heart, Soul, Spirit Nurturing series. We also have some guests coming up to chat with me on the podcast. So make sure you are tuned in for those upcoming episodes and I also want to read something really fun that I found this morning. Um, It was so early in the morning when I found it, but I was so excited. It was my first ever review on Apple Podcasts. That is really exciting for me. Um, Just, again, in line with the feedback on the survey, it's so so wonderful when you also can leave a rating, leave a review, especially if it's a five star and you're enjoying this, you can understand how important it is. Not just obviously for me to see that I'm, I'm hitting the mark and, and making the impact that I'm hoping to make, but also to help other people also hear about it, right? So, um, the more that it's, the higher it's rated, think about those stars that you you like to see things that are rated highly, and um, you're more likely likely to check them out. But I want to read this review. Um, it says, uh, "This is a, the review for Empowered by Design podcast. Love her from Mare AP. Absolutely love the dream design delivery framework she uses. She is very relatable and gives practical ideas to put into practice. You can hear her enthusiasm for the podcast and topics she discusses. Looking forward to more episodes. Thank you so much, Mare. I appreciate that review and your kind words, and I'm so glad my enthusiasm is coming through. Because I do, I really truly believe in this work. I truly believe in this process and the empowerment that it can bring. So I just wanted to share that with you because it's so important to me, it's important to you, and it's important to others as well to to really be able to reach more people. I am so grateful and thankful for those of you who have taken the time to leave a review or leave a rating, um, it means so much to me. So thank you. Thank you, Mare. So disclaimer, (laughs) Mare is actually this very dear friend of mine from high school, actually from elementary school. So when I read it and I, I was 
trying really hard not to text her at 5.45 in the morning when I saw the review, um, just in case she wasn't up yet. But I, I couldn't wait any longer. I finally texted her around 7.30 and I said, thank you so much for that review. Um, you know, I know Meredith loves me anyway, but it is so meaningful to um, to take the time, to, when people take the time and energy to support you, to support you in your dreams and your vision. It is hard to really put into words just how meaningful that was for me. And so when finally I figured she was out of bed and I <laughs> wasn't sure, I said, I couldn't wait another minute. Thank you so much for that review. It means the world to me. And Meredith actually um, is a big part of why this podcast is here today and why it's still not just lingering in my dreams of hoping it will come to fruition. So about six-ish months ago, um, Meredith sent my friend from elementary school sent me a podcast and said, I think this would, I think you would really love this. And she sent me the podcast. It's it's called the unstuck podcast. And the specific episode she sent me was specifically for entrepreneurs in the wellness industry. So this was last fall, actually right at the end of summer. So, um, I had, you know, just moved into my new building and starting Visionistas by Design Wellness Boutique. And Meredith listens to podcasts and listened to that one and thought of me. And it's it was so touching. She sent it to me and I listened to it and I said, oh, this is this is for me. This is definitely for me. The episode was um, specifically for wellness entrepreneurs and tips on, you know, how to do it and how to be good at it and how to bring help people. Um, right. So that's what we're here for, especially if you're a wellness entrepreneur. So that got the ball rolling for me to enlist and sign up for this coaching program, which has been a life changer for me. So the unstuck entrepreneur program with Sean minor, um, she's my coach and it, again, I cannot say the, in words, I I can try to say just how meaningful and life-changing that is, has been for me. Um, really just going through some of the things that I help other people with, um, and then recognize, you know, when we're helping others, sometimes we forget to help ourselves or do some of the work ourselves. And that's why coaching is so helpful because, um, it's accountability, it's somebody else cheering for you and supporting you and encouraging you and empowering you. And so again, I'm thanking you, Meredith, for your review, for sending me that podcast months ago and helping me bring my dream and my vision here into reality, delivering on that, on that dream. So I say that to tell you that you know, you can maybe feel a little hesitant to send somebody a podcast. Um, maybe you're afraid how they might respond or what they might think. And if you think, if you hear a podcast, whether it's this one or any other thing out there, or you read an article, you come across something that makes you think of someone you love, 
send it to them, send it to that person. It's another way that we show we're thinking about people, how we stay connected in this world where we have felt so disconnected over the past year, but even before pandemic, right? We are busy people and it's so lovely just to get a text or a call or a, Hey, you should listen to this. I've, I, I heard it. And I thought of you, um, in relationships, it can be just so wonderful. So again, thank you. And I encourage you to do the same because when we spread love and joy and connection, it comes back to us, right? What we want, what we desire, what we crave in life, when we find a way to give that to others, whether it's peace or a laugh or just a smile, when you smile, um, other people smile back. Smiles are catchy. And I say that as I think that we haven't been seeing a lot of smiles with the mouth these past um, this past year, but hopefully you can see it in the eyes of people um, that you walk by. So let's get into the body, right? I, because I did say I have a lot of information to talk about today, and um, we're going to jump right in um, to talking about how to nurture the body and why is that so important. So a couple of years ago, I was asked to give a presentation on stress, stress management, and I, as I was doing the research, just kind of preparing for my presentation, I came across some statistics, um, and this was in 2017, but they still apply today, and they were alarming. The three out of the top five physical causes of death in the U.S., three out of five were heart disease, cancer, and stroke. I highlight these three because as I was reading this information, I said, oh my gosh, my dad has had all three of these. So my dad, he's still alive, thank God, and has survived these very top leading causes of death, physical causes of death that are also connected to stress. So, um, you know, I won't get into the story of his health right now. Maybe I'll save that for another episode in the spirit of time, but it did make me call him up (laughs) and say, dad, um, like we need to talk about stress because we really didn't talk about stress in my family. Um, I didn't see, you know, I didn't see my parents get stressed or Hmm. I don't, that's not true. I guess I saw it, but we really didn't talk about it. Like the word stress wasn't something we, we talk about like now stress and anxiety are words that you hear all the time. And it just wasn't like that when I was growing up or maybe in my household. And I do believe knowing now what I know and reflecting on my life and my family is that there wasn't an effort, probably it wasn't talked about in their families either. It was just, you work hard, you enjoy your family, you go to church and you play and you find time for fun and leisure, but you work hard and, 
And that was the message. And, um, you don't let it get, you don't let life get you down. You just keep going and going. And I think that that is pretty much a big part of our culture and our society is really not pausing as much. And which is one of the reasons that you, you will hear me say that all the time, the importance of pausing and reflecting and slowing down and attending to your health from an overall perspective. And so I actually made my dad go to therapy. <laughs> he was, he was like, um, I know, you know, it's, it's okay. And I was like, please just do five sessions. Um, and he did. And I think he's had his own experience and, you know, it is what it is, but, um, I'm here to tell you that that was a wake up call for me and really has helped me to understand just how impactful and important it is to talk about stress on the body and how, when your body is talking to you, telling you, sending you messages of pain and tension and fatigue, we need to listen. It can help you. It can help you. So I'm actually going to ask you to stop and think, reflect on a recent time that your body communicated to you. So when we think of things that the, the ways the body communicates, um, I'm going to run down a few of them. Um, your heart beating fast, pressure in your chest, butterflies in your stomach or yucky feeling in your stomach, your blood boiling, your muscles tensing, your palms sweating, your breath increasing in, in rate, um, heavy breathing, headaches, stomach aches, shoulder aches, all the aches and pains you can think of. Um, I want you to think of a time that your body talked to you in this way, in a sensation, internal kind of way. And I'm going to tell you a significant one of mine. It was a few weeks ago, and I was driving to work. It was a morning where in the storm of winter, we had snow upon snow upon snow. And it was one morning I was determined I'm going into the office today. I'm not working from home one more day, um, this week. And so I decided to take the highway rather than the back roads because they were more likely to be clean and clear from snow. And so I'm on the highway driving down at my, you know, pace, good clip and ahead, I, you know, noticed there was a slowdown. So I put my foot on the brakes and the brakes just stuck while I was sliding, basically. Um, I immediately, the adrenaline started pumping through my blood and my heart started beating faster and my breath was like, oh my gosh, um, I was panicking, right? I'm panicking. My, I'm, I'm, don't, I do not have control of this car right now. It is gliding across what I did not know was an icy surface on the highway. And 
I was terrified, terrified. Um, I took my foot off the brake, obviously. And well, obviously, I don't know if that's obvious. I don't even know if it was a reaction or it was my reaction. Um, but I, I was okay. I was able to slow, but all the thoughts go through my mind. Um, I'm not going to be able to stop. I'm going to either have to crash into the, I'm going to crash into the car in front of me, or I'm going to have to swerve to the side and who knows what's going to happen. Right. And now I can think back and think about the thoughts that were going through my mind. And I just was thinking, I'm going to crash. I'm going to crash. But my body was the first, first signal of danger before the thoughts, before my emotions that I could identify. My body told me, you are in danger. And yeah, I'm just going to pause on that because it's pretty incredible when we stop to think about the awesome communication system we have in our body to alert us of danger. And you may be thinking like, mm, how did you not know that was dangerous? Well, that's my example, right? So there's lots of other examples out there. If you really pause and think about it, where before you know in your mind that you are in danger or that there might be danger, your body tells you, right? You get the goosebumps or you, you pause and you freeze and you have a reaction in your body. This is the body's stress response. Okay, so um, stress, again, is this perceived inability to handle the demands or situation or circumstance, a perceived threat to our well-being, a perceived loss of resources, and we know that too much stress is, is too much stress and can be dangerous. But when the body detects danger, stress, um, these things, the bodily stress response kicks in. We have increased heart rate, increased blood pressure, increased energy supplies, increased glucose in the bloodstream. Our brain regions are, that are connected to mood, motivation, fear are triggered, and the body stress response has obviously very short-term effects right in the moment that adrenaline as i was driving as i knew i was safe as i maintained control of my vehicle my body started calming down my you know breath started going back to normal and i was feeling calmer and at peace too much stress chronic stress too much activation of that system or prolonged Activation of the body stress system is when we find the danger, when it can become too dangerous and can then contribute to some of these adverse health effects that I talked about connected to heart attack, cancer, stroke, those kinds of things. Um, and so again, this is in the spirit of talking about the body today. We know that stress is connected to body, mind, 
heart, soul, spirit. And it's hard to pull it apart. Even in my little story of the car, you heard me talk about emotions. You heard me talk about thoughts. You heard me talk about the behaviors that I engaged in. And so it's hard to, it's difficult to pull those apart or to look at them in isolation, but it's helpful to be able to focus on one over the other. And believe me, we're going to be talking about all of them. Today, we're talking about the body. But I think what would be helpful too is to recognize that the body doesn't always, only, doesn't only signal or tell us about danger. The body also does some pretty amazing things for us and tells us about fun, (laughs) lovely, joyful experiences as well. So if you think about, reflect on a time that you, the, the body signaled danger, you can also think about a time when your body signals something pleasant, right? So I mean, for me, every time I'm eating, (laughs) my body likes to feel the warm sun on my skin, um, a nice shower, taking a bath, um, putting on cozy sweatpants and cozy socks, having a hug um, or a kiss, those physical sensations that the body alerts us of pleasure so we can we can get really um specific when you allow yourself to think about the body's pleasure system as well and reflecting on the times that wow that feels really good from the slightest sense of touch or satisfaction when you you're hot and you drink a cold glass of water or you have a really yummy piece of chocolate cake um, to embraces and pleasure and sexual pleasure and intimacy and comfort, right? So both ends of the spectrum um, are encompassed in the language, the language of our body. And being able to tune in to the body, to the cues, to the sensations in an awareness kind of way is so helpful, can be so empowering in order to help you feel good, right? Because we want to feel good. We want to feel well. We want to feel healthy. We want to feel happy and balanced and joyful and and fun <laughs> and being able to recognize when we do is helpful in doing that. So I invite you now just to check in with yourself right now. Do a little body scan. Um, You can start at the top of your head and go kind of go down through your body all the way to your toes or the other way from bottom to top. But just Spend a moment or two to check in what is going on for you right now in your body. Is there tension? Is there comfort? Is there pleasure? Is there pain? Where are you feeling it? Because we also can get so busy and so distracted or so used to something 
that we don't even register it often. And a lot of times we attend more to things that are unpleasant than we do to things that are pleasant. So I invite you to not only now, but spend some time intentionally in the future, right now and in the future, really getting to know your body. Um, I want to go back to the, the body stress response and talk a little bit more about why that is so important, right? So we, we recognize the body can tell us about danger. It can register pain and discomfort and also things that are lovely and comfortable and warm and cozy. And when it comes into play with stress, um, it can be helpful to think about our fight, flight, freeze reactions, right? So I'm going to take you all the way back to the jungle or the rainforest when our ancestors, people who came before us in more primitive times were actually dependent. Survival was dependent upon the body registering danger and communicating danger, right? So that very common or um, basic example of when humans were actually chased by lions on a regular and or other animals. Um, and our body has stress response and we, we have come to categorize the stress response into those three main categories of fight, flight, freeze. So fighting, it would be right if you are engaged in some, some kind engaged in some kind of physical struggle for survival you turn around and you fight that lion in order to survive or you're not turning around you're you're in you're in the act of fighting um flight is the fleeing the running away from danger right so another survival tactic is to get as far away from danger as we can again running from that lion and the freeze reaction is one where we we literally freeze in motion and in that lion chasing kind of example you can imagine how there may be some utility in you know freezing so the lion passes you by or whatever danger it is passes you by and i think it's fun to think about your primary our primary response i <laughs> i'm a freezer um when i like i in my example with the car you i you heard me say i froze at first right i took my foot off the brake but i i I definitely know that my reaction in dangerous situations or when I'm scared, when I'm something's, you know, scary for me, I, I freeze. Now, sometimes I run, sometimes I fight, and my primary reaction is a freeze. If you think about it, you may be in that same kind of category where you have a primary response and you can imagine other times where you have some, you, you can display all of them. And, um, I love the, the illustration and the way that 
author Emily Nagoski, Dr. Emily Nagoski, talks about this important part of our stress response. And in, in her book, Come As You Are, Dr. Nagoski talks about completing the cycle. Um, so as you heard me talk about the, those physiological reactions that happen when our body detects danger, the heart beats faster and the palms get sweaty and there's an adrenaline rush, there's hormones raging through your body that get you into the state of being able to survive, whether that means fighting, fleeing, or freezing, your body gets you ready to do it. A lot of times what happens is we hate so much the discomfort. We don't like feeling panicked. We don't like that tension in our stomach or in our back or the heart beating faster. It gets us scared. You know, we may think, why is my heart beating out of my chest? I don't like this. This is scary. And we want to avoid it, end it, stop it at all costs. And in doing so, we prevent the body from going through the very necessary cycle of recovery. The body has a built in, it is designed to go through these kinds of cycles to alert you of danger, to protect you from danger, to get you out of the dangerous situation in whatever way it, it needs to happen, but then also to allow the body to come back to calm, to return to a state of equilibrium and complete the cycle. When we prevent that from happening, we are preventing the body from working through the natural process. Um, so when you avoid discomfort in, in all of the different ways that we do, and it's necessary at times, right? We cannot always, depending on the situation, um, allow those processes to happen. We can't always process, Ooh, what was that like? And oh, I have to, um, you know, really nurture myself and allow myself some peace and quiet after getting, you know, the adrenaline rush. Um, but we have to find the time later to do so. And as I've talked about before, proactively, to do so. So it's really before and after stressors, we engage in self-care, relaxation, taking care of yourself, body, mind, heart, soul, spirit. And right now we're talking about the body. So really nurturing the body so that when these stress experiences happen, danger, risky, uncomfortable situations, a fight with your partner, a deadline you did not make at work, um, you're getting yelled at by your boss or a teacher, you can replace the lion with something else, um, and recognize that it's not always a risk to your life that makes us feel stressed. It can be a risk to your comfort or a risk to your safety and security in a relationship that makes you feel un uncomfortable, scared, 
out of sorts. And so coming back, allowing yourself to come back to the recovered state of calm is so important in your body. Completing the cycle for you, for us as human beings, can mean lots of different things, but when you are in that fight-flight-freeze reaction, there's a lot of energy pent up, right? If you're fleeing, you're getting some of it out as you're running. If you're fighting, you're getting some of that energy out as you are fighting. If you're freezing, that energy kind of gets trapped inside of you for that time. And depending on when you can recover, when you can take the time to allow your body to bring itself back to a state of calm, of peace, um, then you let that energy out, right? And that can look differently for everyone. For me, when my body is overwhelmed or when I'm, you know, I... I have to pay attention to what it needs. Sometimes it needs a good walk outside or a run or a workout or a good cry or a hug. Yes, a hug. That's one of my favorites. And some of my people, um, my son, my brother, some of them, um, they know. <laughs> they know um, when I need a hug. And my, my son now, he'll just say, Mom, do you need a hug? And, um, so I don't hide it well and also laughter, right? So thinking of how wonderful it is to have a really good laugh, a belly laugh, um, is another way to release the tension. And I think about it, right? We love watching comedians. We love watching funny movies. And so laughter can be the best medicine, <laughs> so to speak, um, for sure. Laughter is important. And I, and I will remember, so kind of bringing it back to my dad, um, he, he was first diagnosed with cancer when I was a freshman in college. So I was literally at college for maybe three weeks and my parents came down to visit came down. I say I came down because I, um, we lived in Pennsylvania and I went to school in Virginia. So they said, we're going to come visit. And I was like, wow, family weekend isn't for, isn't till next weekend or the following weekend. So I was really confused, but they came to tell me in person about my dad's cancer diagnosis, which was looking back. Um, well, it was in the moment, devastating, scary, awful. And, um, one of the things that I did right away. So this was in the days when we, we still, we still sent things through the, through the mail mail. Um, I, at that time we, I couldn't just text a, an article or send something via email. Um, like I can today, but so I researched, you know, what do you, what, how do you, survive cancer and how do you, what, what, what are some good strategies? And I, I came across a lot about how making yourself laugh can be wonderful. Um, and so watching funny movies and watching things that are funny for sure help you release that stress, release that tension, that energy that we can hold tightly sometimes. And of course I'm going to go back to balance 
So if you're constantly always using laughter and not really getting to some of the other thoughts and emotions that are sticky and yucky and not fun, um, then laughter can be not so great, but it's there and it's great. And again, it's about balancing. So balancing your ability to attend to the experience from all angles, from an emotional place, the sadness, the, the, the fear, um, and also finding humor and finding um, that way, another way, another way to help your body come back to its calm, its peace. And, um, and again, we will talk more about lots of different things throughout this series on body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit, but I could not leave out laughter um, and just how fun laughter can be. And a lot of times when we think about laughing, you may laugh at the moment for what's funny. And if you're like me, that sometimes when I try to stop laughing, that makes it even worse (laughs) thinking throughout my life, um, how I've gotten in trouble for laughter at times. And the more you try to stop laughing, the funnier it becomes. Um, so, but for sure we laugh and then, you know, just it's the, it's the most fun laughter is when you just keep laughing and your body's really just getting getting stuff out, getting that tension out and making you feel better. But so, you know, it will be different for you. What are the things that bring you back? And to do a little bit of exploration for yourself so that you can start identifying them and use them to help yourself come back to calm, come back to a state of balance and comfort. And again, so taking that proactive approach to do so before and after stressors helps the recovery process happen much more quickly and much more thoroughly. So if you're if you, you know, can think about something that you have had to practice in your life, whether it be shooting foul shots or um, writing in cursive or you know, whatever it is, whatever task you've had to practice, the more you do it, the better able you are to do it without thinking about it. And so that's why some of the strategies that are really helpful are things like taking deep breaths, um, setting a timer and a couple minutes a day, just practicing those deep belly breaths where you're, when you inhale, The breath goes all the way down to your belly. And when you exhale, your belly falls back towards your spine. The more that you do those kinds of completing the cycle, kinds of activities, returning to equilibrium, you don't have to think as intentionally about it during those times of extreme stress or or danger. So thinking about the body, there's a few other things that, that are really important when we think about the body and um, techniques and strategies that you can use. Um, I, you've heard me talk about meditation before. Again, that is a, a, a time where you are really sitting with yourself in, in a calm, peaceful way. It can be uncomfortable. It can be boring. It can be 
um, frustrating if your mind keeps wandering. And we're going to talk a lot more about the mind wandering in our next episode. Um, but it is something again, proactive that you can do beforehand. Um, when you catch yourself in a state of stress and danger, um, you know, recognizing that getting to safety, if you are physically safe, working through and allowing the cycle to go through, allowing your body to come back to a state of equilibrium is the best course of action if it's possible at that time. And then if not at that time, finding time later to process and work through it. So we think of the body and how all the things we've talked about so far, just how amazing, how amazing our bodies are for us, for our survival, but also for our thriving and our pleasure and our joy in life. And when I think about that, I realize and recognize also how there's a lot of concern, there's a lot of evidence in our society and our culture of not feeling great about our bodies and not having body positive types of attitudes or emotions or thoughts and beliefs. We can really beat ourselves up pretty badly sometimes when we think about how we treat our bodies physically, how we think about our bodies, right? I think, um, you know, of really hearing different, you know, just hearing, talking with my friends and with my family and thinking about how much focus we put on our body. And, and, and it's very common to be critical and harsh and judgmental about your body. Like, oh, when you think about looking in the mirror, a lot of times our attention goes right to the things we don't love about our bodies. And I would encourage you right now to think about something you love about your body. A feature, a part of your body, something that your body has done for you incredibly or comfortably or in a pleasure kind of way that you can identify and say, yeah, yeah. I really like that aspect of my body. Because I know you can think of probably right off the top of your head five things you don't like because <laughs> you're human and, and we are, we have been shaped, designed to, to be critical. And I invite you to invite to yourself a more appreciative, compassionate stance towards your body. Thinking about the attention that you spend to look good, feel good on whatever it is that you do, working out at the gym, um, makeup, hair products, skin products, clothing, shoes, nutrients, supplements, vitamins, protein shakes, athletic gear, all the things that you spend 
that you invest or spend money on for your body and your appearance. So appearance can be another podcast or a ton of other podcasts in itself, but it it fits in with talking about the body for sure, right? Our appearance, we like to attend to how we look. We like to look good. We like to feel good and vice versa, but pay attention to, and just think about not in a way to judge yourself, but really just to raise your awareness. What do I spend time and energy on for my body? And recognizing how powerful and meaningful it can also be to invest time and energy into your body from the inside out. What you put into your body, what you're eating, what you're drinking, how you're working and moving your body in whatever way you can and attending to and caring for and nurturing your body. Last episode, I talked a little bit about the stress in America survey and we talked about some of the things that came from that survey were very much physically oriented so talking about the body our body's reactions our behaviors reactions in a stress response kind of way to a year now of of pandemic Um, weight changes for people up and down. So in an undesired kind of way, people have gained weight, people have lost weight, people are drinking more alcohol, and these are Americans. This is a study, the Harris Poll, and the report um, is a stress in America, a national mental health crisis came out in October of 2020. We're sleeping more or sleeping less than we want and we didn't even talk about sleep, but how important it is to sleep, right? Is a way to get our body back to equilibrium and to sleep in a healthy amount, right? So um, what we're saying is this survey is telling us people are sleeping more and or less than they desire and not feeling adequately rested or not feeling satisfied with sleep um, almost half of Americans delayed or canceled healthcare services since the beginning of the pandemic. And again, canceling medical appointments, canceling doctor visits, not good. (laughs) We know that we know that. And we can say we didn't really have a choice. Um, they were canceled for us a lot of times. And, um, so these are important things to, to think about. Um, Americans also said that their mental health has worsened compared with before the pandemic. So again, it's really important to think about and to talk about these statistics, these results, and then what to do about them. And so... The question is then, what do we do? What do we do to nurture 
our body. Once we tune in and can understand what it's telling us, how then do we use that information to help us feel better, look better, um, feel balanced and joyful and healthy and well? Thinking of your goals, your dreams, your vision, um, but in general, that nurturing spirit is a really great place to start, right? So we've talked about how the body can feel both pain and pleasure, and we want to feel good, right? So start thinking about right now, what are the things that you can do to make yourself feel good, to make your body feel good? Sometimes when we make our body feel good, it can be followed by guilt or some kind of bad feeling, right? So if you think about eating that piece of chocolate cake I talked about earlier, we put a lot of negative emotion, negative meaning, negative thoughts when we do something nice for us, right? And I'm not saying go eat a whole chocolate cake, but (laughs) sometimes we deprive ourselves of joy, of feeling good in order to achieve our goals. And again, it's about really recognizing balance. So um, think now, yes, think of a couple things, three things that you will do after listening to this to make your body feel good. And we talked, you know, about sleep. And for me, one of the things I love the most is crawling into my bed at night and going to sleep. I love it. I love my bed. It feels really comfortable. So make space, make your space comfortable, whether that's your bed or your bedroom or your house in general. Think of your body in the same way that you think about your house, right? You attend to your house, you care for your house, you clean your house, you nurture your house, and our body is the same. We benefit from caring for ourselves in that way. Getting a massage, going to the spa, um, getting your nails done, doing your own nails, stretching your body, resting your body, Um, doing yoga, taking a walk, getting fresh air, hugging, snuggling, loving your people and your pets, your fur babies, sexual pleasure, right? Whether that's with your partner or by yourself, um, make your body feel good. Your relationship with your body, how you treat your body, how you talk to your body, how you think about your body affects not just you, but your relationships with other people. Think about that. When you're not in love with your body, and I don't mean all the time, right? (laughs) We're balancing here. But if you're always, always, or the most of the time, beating your body up in words, thoughts, spirit, actions, I mean, that's going to affect your relationships with other people. If you don't like the way your body looks, 
You don't like the way your body feels. Sometimes that prevents you from connecting with other people, whether that's a hug or a cuddle or a snuggle or even more deeper level intimacy, sexual intimacy, romantic pleasure. And so these kinds of encouragements, tasks, the homework, thinking of three things that you will do to nurture your body, to make yourself feel good, helps you for yourself, helps you feel better and more connected in relationships as well. We think about the implications of confidence and body image. And again, the connection, we're talking body today, we're talking physical body. And again, we have to come back to the connection for all of those aspects of body, mind, heart, soul, spirit, because our thoughts our emotions, our beliefs about ourselves, also connect to how we treat, how we nurture our bodies. So again, we're coming back full circle to the connections and um, recognizing that we can think about the body itself and then we also bring it back together, which again, we will be we will be addressing and chatting more about in future episodes. But um, one last thing that I want you to envision is how you want your body to feel. How do you want your body to feel now and in the future? What do you want your body to be able to do for you and with you? in one month, one year, five years, 10 years, even further into the future. When I think of myself and I envision my future, I want to be walking on the beach. I want to be swimming. I want to be laughing and feel connected with my people for as long as I can. And we think about how we want our bodies to look, right? What do we want to look like? And sometimes when we focus too much on that, we forget to focus on how we want them to feel and what we want them to do for us and with us. So that is it for me for today. Again, I want to remind you and tell you how excited I am about the Healthy by Design program, which is very much in line with these segments, these episodes that we are talking about, mind, body, heart, soul, spirit. And I'm, I'm so excited. I bring this information and if there's more that you want, right? If you, you need more guidance, more coaching, more tools and tasks, um, keep on the lookout for healthy by design. We are, um, we will be bringing you that shortly Again, get on my email list so that you are first to hear when that program will be starting. 
and, um, and yeah, that will be fun. And also I invite you again to, if you enjoyed this episode, if you found it helpful, leave a review, a rating, and send it to somebody else who, who may find it a game changer, just like I did when my friend Meredith sent me a podcast episode. I can't speak enough to how much I appreciate that and I appreciate her thoughtfulness. So thank you, Meredith. Um, and thank you all for joining me again. Thank you for, for going through this process and for really taking the time to reflect on how these things can be helpful for your life. And I look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Take care. Thank you for connecting on this episode of the podcast, Empowered by Design. For further connection, subscribe to my email list at drliz.com to be sure that you are in the loop for exciting news, events, and resources. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Liz and at Visionistas by Design. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and send this episode to one of your people in order to share the love, spread the power. This podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and empower you to pursue your dreams with intentional vision. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment or a working relationship with a licensed mental health professional. For more information on connecting with mental health resources in your area, visit drliz.com and click on resources. Thank you again for connecting. And remember, trust the heart, work your vision, dream, design, deliver.